grasshopper's voice echoed in the caterpillar's head time and time again, saying, Lady Gale pushes and pulls all things. She knows all the secrets of the world. He said Lady Gale was part of the same family that created the Big Blues, the Great Fire, and all of Mother Terra's rocks, soil, and trees. The grasshopper called this family the Elements. Lady Gale was who pushed water through the lakes and made little fires turn into big ones. Lady Gale showed all creatures with wings how to fly and carry the leaves during the fall. Above all, the grasshopper explained, Lady Gale wants to help. and She is always there. These were not the only things the grasshopper told the caterpillar. He also gave the caterpillar five fundamental lessons to make it through the journey. Four of the five were linked to the elements, and each of these four were equally important. The first, like Mother Terra, our bodies are strong yet brittle. And just like Mother Terra, if our bodies are not properly cared for by the big blues and the great fire, we will perish. The second, like the big blues, our emotions are fluid and powerful. The same water that fill a bug's belly can drown it. Our emotions can carry us and nourish us, but we cannot be consumed by them. The third, like the great fire, our minds give life and destroy it. Our thoughts can illuminate all the wonders of life. If not contained, they can scorch everything in its path. The fourth, like Lady Gale, our souls are forever present and absent all at once. There is a part of each of us that has felt all the plains, lakes, and fires of the world, but will never reveal them to our eyes. The soul is what tells the elements to do what they do best, but if tainted, it can mislead all that belongs to creation. The fifth and final rule had nothing to do with the elements or anything tangible for that matter. The grasshopper picked up a fallen leaf by the stem and used it to carefully draw a figure in the dirt. What is it? The caterpillar asked as it turned its head. It's called a scale. It represents justice, truth, balance, and harmony. You must understand that this is how our world works on many levels. And in order to become a butterfly, you must master it. But I don't know where to get a scale, said the caterpillar, partially embarrassed. The grasshopper rolled his eyes. I didn't say get a scale, I said master it within yourself. The great fire would burn Mother Terra if it didn't fall and let Luna rise across the big blues. We need Mother Terra's steadiness we would never enjoy her fruits and leaves if Lady Gale didn't shake them from her branches. Everyone and everything has a beginning to his journey in this world. But what is a journey without an end? The caterpillar sat in silence. You, like everything else in our world, the grasshopper continued, are made up of a balance of things that fall into two categories, light and darkness. What so much of our world fails to understand is that one needs the other. 
One of the secrets to life is to not live entirely within one of the categories, but to live in harmony with both. The caterpillar felt that feeling again. The same feeling that made it realize it couldn't stay in the valley. So how do I balance both sides of myself? The caterpillar asked with hesitation, scared that the answer would be too difficult to bear. That is the question we must all answer for ourselves, but it starts with the truth. I'll take a wild guess and say in large part, you're scared of your journey ahead. The caterpillar's head dropped, but the grasshopper didn't flinch. I don't know how to get over my fear. The grasshopper grinned and looked out towards the lake. I never said you had to get over all of your fears. The caterpillar's head shot up, confused. But you said fear was... The grasshopper cut the caterpillar off, saying, I said it could stop you, but a total lack of fear could take you too far and send you right over a cliff. Fear is rooted in truth, and truth burns like a fire. But what of the smoke that signals all who are nearby to run away or get closer for the sake of warmth? Has it no place, no reason? Can it not cloud our vision? Can it not stain our leaves and leave a mark just as fire does? Of course it can, but it is not fire. It cannot warm us like fire. It cannot nourish life like fire. It cannot burn us like fire. The caterpillar listened. Yet even still, where there is smoke, there is fire. Where there is fear, there is truth. But fear itself, like smoke, doesn't prohibit anyone from getting to the truth unless they let it. On this journey, you will undoubtedly feel fear. The trick is to not shy away from it, but instead move with it in balance. Because the fire that burns for truth has blazed every trail worth taking. The caterpillar let the grasshopper's voice continue to echo while it trekked along the dirt. It decided to travel light, so it asked Mr. Worm for a piece of silk to tie to a leaf. This leaf carried smaller, tastier leaves for food and a few berries from the Shokan tree. The caterpillar never told any of the other bugs but it always preferred berries and fruits over leaves. At times, the caterpillar worried about how other bugs would view it if it shared those little secrets. Like the time it told the crickets about his dream of being on Luna and looking down on Mother Terra. The caterpillar expected them to be amazed, but instead was laughed at and called crazy. From that day on, the caterpillar never told another bug about its dreams. Unfortunately, over time, this turned into the caterpillar convincing itself that its dreams were foolish. It was as if the other bugs were in its head, picking out which dreams were possible and which dreams weren't. In reality, this dialogue was all happening in the caterpillar's mind, like a movie. The other bugs' voices were just the actors, just the media through which it heard its own negative thoughts. The praying mantis was the only bug that understood and reaffirmed its wildest dreams. It's possible, was the only response she ever gave, but that was enough for the caterpillar. Then, 
the caterpillar's seemingly easy trip was brought to a screeching halt. Just as the grasshopper predicted, it had arrived at the bridge with a four in the middle, not too long before the great fire faded into the big blues. The issue was that there was nowhere to cross. The bridge had two crossings split by a large rock, but one crossing was over top of the black ground with yellow stripes and big, man-made machines with round feet crossing at speeds not even the butterfly could keep up with. Under the other crossing, humans passed through by running, or even worse, sitting on these machines with pedals that humans moved with their legs. The caterpillar took a deep breath and the answer popped into his head within moments. It rolled itself in silk until the leaf sat on top of its back. Then, when the humans were out of sight, the caterpillar began crawling up the rocks that split the crossings. The caterpillar couldn't help but be proud of itself for this new sense of calm it carried. It was as some of the grasshopper's wisdom and patience had rubbed off onto the caterpillar. Inch by inch it made its way over the rocks that held the bridges together until it arrived on the other side and was safely back in the grass. It also realized that carrying the leaf on its back was far easier than dragging it and risking snapping the silk. As the great fire began to fade into the big blues, the caterpillar couldn't help but think of all the things it was leaving behind. It missed its friends by the lake. And although its house wasn't much, it was comfortable and it felt like home. It liked the convenience of the lake being close by and the berries that fell from the trees around it. It liked the leaves that came in several shapes and shades of green and how there was always enough for everyone. But most of all, it liked the view of the glass mountains the humans called the skyline. The caterpillar knew humans weren't always the friendliest creatures and most bugs didn't trust them, but it couldn't help but admire what they built. Before long, the caterpillar arrived at what the grasshopper called the Muses. Erected in the sky by concrete columns were three angels made of bronze, each playing a different instrument. The caterpillar looked up at them in amazement, wondering if they would come to life and play a song. It looked out at the lake and wondered how it would cross in the morning. The more it thought about it, the more frustrated the caterpillar became. It had never crossed the lake before and the only bugs who had, had wings. That night, the caterpillar slept under the watch of the muses and dreamt of music and laughter. The lake was filled with glee in its return as the best version of itself. It dreamt of coming back with bright blue colors that would make the big blues jealous. The caterpillar imagined growing four times its size, being able to crawl over any surface fearlessly. The dream continued with it staring out at the lake, proud of its return as the leaf slowly fell to the surface of the water. Just moments later, the caterpillar woke. It was long before sunrise, dark, but with enough light from Luna to still see the lake. The caterpillar sat up against a small rock and tried to make sense of the dream. What did it mean? Why did it end so abruptly? After a few hours of thinking it over, the caterpillar came up with the answer. It crawled over to the leaf and unfolded it. It ate as much of the small leaves and berries as it could stomach and pushed the rest of it into the grass. It rinsed off the leaf and placed it on its side. Then, 
and walked over to the lake, placed the leaf in the water, and got in. <laughs>